As always, I'm your host, Emma, and today we are doing the June wrap-up. Now, June was an interesting month. I liked a lot of the books I read, so I want to get into them. The first book I read was, I think, the book I was in the middle of reading in May. I think it was the book I just started or something, and that is Grandmaster Demonic Cultivation or Modao Zushi Volume 1. So I finished that, and I really liked it. I think it was really good. And so you guys should, again, go follow me on Goodreads so we can all become friends and share books. And that's where I write a lot of my reviews and I also post them on my Instagram. And there's an episode out for actually volume one and volume two. I'm actually working on the episode today for it also. So I said that I really love this volume. The characters were dynamic and the mysteries surrounding them and their past relationships lean to a slow burn not only for romantic relationships but friendships, rivals, and so many other types of relationships between the characters. I really enjoyed that. Lan Wan Ji and Wei Wu Shen are both polar opposites providing such a good dynamic as you find the imagery of the black and white rabbits as well as both the rabbits being male that keep popping up within the story to be great foreshadowing for them. It is a simple but cute symbol for them. I love how when Lan Wan Ji is drunk, he still tries to defend Wei Wu Shen but fails to do so as Wei Wu Shen watches in disbelief. The two of them have such a, are such an odd pairing but works well. Opposites really do attract. There are some parts of the translation that could have been better in order to make the senses flow or give more reasoning to why the characters were saying or doing what they were doing. But I couldn't complain because of the translation being it was the only one I could find in English and was also written originally in a language I cannot speak. So I can't compare the versions unlike others who can read in both languages. I love the characters and find them to be what drives the story forward to me. This is the second series I read from MXTX, and just like Scumville and Self-Saving System, Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation's characters are what is keeping me invested in the plot and giving the desire to read forward. MXTX has a gift for writing entertaining characters. Lan, Shizui, and Lan Wanji are my favorites. I know Lan Wanji will be in them more, but I can only hope Lan Shizui will be in the volumes more because he is someone I've really grown attached to. I can't wait to keep reading volumes two and the rest of the series. So I really like that. Then the second book I read, which I didn't talk about in my May wrap up because I completely forgot about it, honestly, I read Butterflies in the Enzo by Jacob Gelman. I was in an arc of it and I also reviewed it on the show and on my Goodreads you can see the review of that. I think it was a solid start for an indie author and I highly recommend you guys checking it out. Then I actually just the other day finished volume two of Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation. And honestly, I would argue it was probably better than the first. So I wrote that this was a great continuation of the series. I love that it focuses more on the magic and the politics of the world MXTX made. I left this book with more understanding of the cultivation world and its magic slash politics. I do love that Lan Shizui is in it more. He's my favorite and the fact he still doesn't know it is Wei Wuxian and not Mo Zhuan Yu makes me feel like something bad is going to happen when he finds out about it. I really hope it doesn't ruin the relationship that is forming. The story of Zhao Jingchen is heartbreaking. I'm glad they used this story to teach the reader about the magic system. Wei Wuxian's powers are also set up, some foreshadowing for the relationship that is starting to build. I also feel like the plot revolving around Lan Wenji's headband and the meaning behind it as it pertains to Wei Wuxian and his relationship and the clear past they have. The fact that Lan Wenji is drunk versus sober and how that affects the way he views Wei Wuxian touching his headband shows that there's a clearly something Lan Wenji is suppressing in his heart and mind. All around a great novel, and I will argue that it's better than the first. Again, I'm really, I'm really liking the series. I'm really, really liking it a lot. Then I read Confessions of a Mask, which I just released the episode for it yesterday, so you should go check that out. And this was my first Mishima book, and it was very intense to say the least. 
So I reviewed it, and this is, of course, in these I give like the quick reviews in case you don't want to go and watch the episodes, which I understand some of them are pretty long, and I ramble sometimes to them, so this is more of a X, Y, and Z, this is what happened. So I said this is my first Mishima book because I heard it was a good introduction to his work. The novel is pretty autobiographical, and, and you see the inner workings of Mishima's mind and how he was slowly unraveling in a way because of his sexual slash romantic desires that he cannot act on. The book is uncomfortable to read in some areas because of the topics at hand, so if you don't like talks of death, war, discussions of sexual desires, sometimes when he is underage, and sometimes it, them being graphic or matter sadistic, I don't recommend this book. However, if you can stomach those topics and want a book that tackles the inner workings of a repressed man, similar to that of Crime and Punishment, No Longer Human, I highly recommend checking out this book. This book was my introduction to Mishima, and although it didn't blow me away as it, as many people said it had for them, it did pique my interest in in reading more of his work because his, he is an interesting man and a writer who is deemed one of the greats in, in Japanese literature. I do look forward to reading more of his work, and although the book wasn't my cup of tea in many places, I still give it four stars because I think the book did what it was supposed to do and revoked the proper emotions from me that Mishima and the translator potentially wanted. Then, I read the poems of Chuya Nakahara, which... He's one of the few poets I like. I'm not a huge poetry person. And I simply put, beautiful, I love his poetry and I wish I could read Japanese so I can experience the poetry in the language it was originally intended to be. I highly recommend checking out this poetry collection, especially Gone, Never to Return, which is my favorite from this collection. And then I continued to read the Moriarty the Patriot series. I read four, five, six, seven, eight. So yeah. And I find that the manga series, they go quicker. I mean, I'm sure if you've read them, you can go through them a little bit, a lot quicker than you can novels. So for volume four, I probably really like seeing Morin's background and who he is before becoming a part of William's team. I also was really happy with the introduction of her there because I've seen the arts of him as a character and was anxiously waiting for him to arrive so I can finally see the character behind the drawings. I hope he's in it more. I want to know about his past and why he wears the blindfold. I learned later that he was blind, which makes sense. Somewhat. I don't actually don't know. I I find that interesting. I also find it interesting that him, and then in that a couple weeks, a couple weeks later, I started reading Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation, and Zhao Jing Chen also wear is blind and wears a blindfold, but he wears it because he doesn't have eyes anymore. He gouged them out for his lover to be able to see. But like, I just found that interesting that I've never really read books where blind people also wore blindfolds, and in the month of June, I saw that twice in a character design. I don't know why, I just thought that was ironic because I've never seen that before in the book. And then I had two of them this month. But anyway, I also put I wanted to, for the end of that sentence, because I cut myself off. Um, the end of that sentence is what made him become an expert in firearms as he is. I also got, I you only got a glimpse into his character and I hope he's in the future more. The, the interaction between John and Sherlock in the rising stage, which I think play out perfectly on the train station platform, which causes Sherlock to run into William and Lewis just shows how planned out this series is. I love the interactions between William and Sherlock and I can't wait for more of it as, it as they keep trying to one-up with each other. However, the best was the cliffhanger which which I think was the best of the four so far and made me want to pick up volume five right away. Volume five, I put, I love the train scenes primarily because it allows me to see Lewis being protective of William when it comes to Sherlock being a threat to William's safety. I hope to see it more in the future because I like Lewis and being he's in the more he is the Moriarty brother that has always seen pushed to the side and the follower compared to Albert and William. I want to see more of his personality and his drives for missions like I did in the in volume three. I've seen glances of it and I want to see just how far he's willing to go. I feel like he's going to be the scariest of the three brothers when push comes to shove. 
I also love the introduction of Irene in this novel. I find it to be, I find it to be such a fun character because, like William, she's a true challenger of the Sherlock, and I want to see more. I can't wait to see how she will fit into William's plan. Overall, still a strong continuation to the series that has kept me intrigued for future volumes. Then volume six, I put this... At the top, I said by far this was the best volume of the series. I think it's tied between six and seven for me. And eight. Six, seven, eight, and you'll learn why. Albert and Irene made the perfect team this whole story that was so well-crafted. Finally seeing Albert in action and being involved in the murder-slash-crime was a treat because I've been waiting to see him more hands-on for, for lack of better words. Because he always seems to be distant from the actual events and typically serves as someone who's infor information-slash-recruitment. I read this on the train to work and I couldn't put this down as it was the best in the series so far. I love Irene's disguises and how good she is at it. The introduction of James Bond at the end was top tier. I'm so happy he is now in the book. The whole story with the masquerade ball, Sherlock, and the documents, and Albert recruiting Irene slash Bond was top tier. I can't wait to see Bond a part of William's team and what they will do with Bond now. Now I understand why everyone has spoken. I've spoken to has said that 6 is the best volume and why it is ranked, if I remember correctly, the highest on Goodreads. But then we get to 7. So volume 7, I put. Wow, volume 6 and 7 truly caused me to fall deeper in love with this series. Bond is my favorite character and he continues to amaze me. I can't wait to see what else he comes up with. The friendship between Bond and Morin is my favorite, and I hope it continues because I think the two of them will make a great duo even though they started out rough in the beginning. I love that this volume really raised some important social and political questions. The plot primarily centers around how the lower class who live in what London deems as the slums aren't protected by the government, and the second they start to defend themselves and show the incompetence of, Scot of Scotland Yard and the government, the police step in to try to stop the people from arming themselves. It raises the important topics and discussions and also shows what people are willing to do when they are forced to protect themselves and the ones around them when abandoned by the government that's supposed to protect them. The volume touches upon some real life questions as it has been, but this time you see the conflict between the two sides. Amazing continuation of the series. But then we get to eight, which was a solo bond mission and I loved it. So 678 is my favorite, and there seems to be a running theme on why I like 678. So I put, I knew I needed a Bond solo mission, but I didn't think I needed it as much as I did. Bond interaction with Van, Von Herder was hilarious, especially when he stole the car. I love Bond's confidence and abilities, and I'm truly falling head over heels for him. He's a fantastic character. I love how he's willing to draw attention to himself with the car, and also with the bar fight, just so he can get into Scotland Yard. Bond working with Patterson was something I really enjoyed. I want to see them more, because I want to see Albert and William's deeper grip into Scotland Yard. I also love how we got to see more of Herder. I find his adventures and products so interesting. I want to see him in the field. I know it will never happen, but a mission of Bond, Herder, Patterson, and Lewis would be the dream for me. The ending with William and Sherlock made me smile, and them giving Bill a place at the school and working with William because of his intelligence shows that William and Sherlock want the same thing for Britain, but they have different ways of achieving their goal. So yeah, those those that's what I read this month. So what I plan to read in July is I have volume nine of More of the Patriot I would love to get through. I want to get through Docile because I wanted to read it during June, but I ended up not getting through it because I ended up reading um, Butterflies in the End Zone. And then I picked up a new book that I found called God's Behaving Badly, and I'm almost done with that, and I plan to review it on the show too. So because I ended up picking up those two other books, I didn't get the Docile. And then I would like to try to get through the grand, the rest of the Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivations. I have three and four, which are, seem relatively short. Same with one and two. They're around 300 pages of actual story. And then the last like 50 or so pages is the glossary, the dictionary that I don't read. So it's about 300 pages. 
and it's something where if you try to read 100 pages a day or something or even 50 pages a day you can get through it within a week but I read a lot on the train and the train depending if you take the local or express is anywhere from 45 to 50 something minutes to get to where I need to go so you can get a lot of reading done so let's get through three four five is a lot thicker five is almost 400 I think 50 pages of actual story but I do want to get through that and then I do want to read A Study in Scarlet which is a Sherlock Holmes book and that is because for the month of July what's going to be released is July 5th is going to be Grandmaster Demonic Cultivation July 7th is going to be Carmilla July 12th is going to be God's Behaving Badly which I am almost done with I think I only have like a 50 or some odd pages left I think if I remember correctly then 714 it's going to be Grandmaster Demonic Cultivation Volume 3. Then someone actually recommended this. I thought it would be fun. So on 719, I'm going to go to the Men Writing Women subreddit. Someone sent me a video about it, and then I was joking with her. She goes, yeah, like, Emma, you should definitely do that. So I'm going to do that. Then 721 is going to be Docile. I don't know why I kept pushing it back, but I think it's because it's such a big book, and I've heard it's very intense, so I guess I want to take my time with it. I don't know, guys. I kind of sometimes just throw the schedule together. And then Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation Volume 4 is going to be 726. A Study in Scarlet is going to be 728. And then I guess I have the first three planned in August. So Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation 5 is going to be 8-2, so August 2nd. The Husky is White Cat She's In is going to be August 4th. Heaven's Official Blessing is going to be August 9th. And I haven't really planned much after that because I start school, I think, a little bit after that. <laughs> I don't know anything. But that's the tentative plan for July and the first week and a half of August. So we'll see how much of these books I get through. I've already read Grandmaster Demonic Cultivation 2, Carmilla, halfway through God's Behaving Badly. So for the month of July, I want to read Grandmaster Demonic Cultivation 3, Docile, Grandmaster Demonic Cultivation Volume 4, A Study in Scarlet, and Grandmaster Demonic Cultivation 5. And then I'm probably going to sit down maybe today or tomorrow and read volume 9 of More of the Patriot Beings right there. But yeah, that's the plan, and let me know if you guys are excited, because I am. I really am excited to get through the Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation series, because I'm not going to lie, I'm really looking forward to the Husky Who's White Cat she's in, and MXTX's third series that she has out, Heaven Official's Blessing, which I heard is the best of the three series she has, so I'm really looking forward to that. I've been avoiding spoilers like The Plague, and I can't wait for it because everyone's like, Emma, you're gonna love Shillian, so I can't wait for it. And then Thousand Autumns, because I read like the first 60 pages, and then finals really started to kick my butt, so I never read past it, so I want to go back and read it because I really like that so far. I'm really into the Shensha books, as you can tell, but there's so many other books I want to read, but that's all for now because I don't want to ramble too much. So until next time, Thank you for listening, and as always, this has been the Notes from the Library.